Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 31st of January. India's economy is expected to grow 6.5% in the upcoming financial year according to the latest economic survey released the day before the union budget presentation. This is a slight drop from the 7% in the current fiscal year. But despite the lower forecast, India will still have the fastest growth among major economies. Earlier today, the International Monetary Fund said, and I quote, growth in India is set to decline from 6.8% in 2022 to 6.1% in 2023 before picking up to 6.8% in 2024. It pointed to resilient domestic demand despite external headwinds. While the previous economic survey focused on recovery after the pandemic, the new document talks about the impact of the Ukraine conflict. Asked about the report's growth estimates, Chief Economic Advisor Dr. V. Anantanageswaran said, and I quote, China is reopening quicker than expected, the US economy is holding up and may not yet see a full-fledged recession. In order to make sure that we fully accommodate the downside risk, we have kept the range of 6% to 6.8%, unquote. However, the risks remain high, especially from global factors such as inflation and monetary tightening by central banks. The finance minister, Nirmala Sitaraman, may announce changes in income tax slabs and increased spending for the poor in tomorrow's union budget. The economic survey claimed that India achieved its target of 40% installed electric capacity from non-fossil fuels ahead of 2030. Before the budget session began, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said prominent figures in the economy sector are giving positive signals on the Indian economy. He said the budget will try to address the hopes of people and live up to those hopes the world has from India. He highlighted that President Draupadi Murmu will make her maiden address to both houses for the first time, calling it a day of pride for the tribal society. He showed confidence in Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman's abilities and said this budget will be a bright spot for a shaky global economy. He also emphasised that the country's priority is to have a good discussion on every issue. The first day of the session saw the President's address and the tabling of economic survey. The union budget will be presented on Wednesday. The government will also present its legislative agenda with 26 pending bills in the Rajya Sabha and 9 in Lok Sabha. Meanwhile, in her speech, President Murmu praised the government, saying it prioritises honesty and is stable, fearless and decisive, while working towards big goals. She urged citizens to work towards a developed India that maintains its past glory while embracing modernity. The ruling BRS party in Telangana chose to boycott the presidential address in protest against the central government and the Telangana governor. It is expected to be another stormy session with the opposition hoping to bring attention to issues such as the BBC documentary ban and the Hindenburg report. The union budget will test the government's resolve to stay fiscally prudent as expectations for lower taxes, wider social security and increased production gathers momentum ahead of the national elections. Reports suggest that finance minister may adjust income tax slabs to provide relief to middle class and increase spending on the poor and ramp up financial incentives for local manufacturing. Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Jagan Mohan Reddy announced today that Vishakhapatnam will be the state's new capital as part of three capital plan which also includes Kurnool and Amravati. The remarks came on the day the Supreme Court was set to hear petitions challenging a High Court verdict on Amravati as the state capital. Reddy made the announcement at the International Diplomatic Alliance meet and curtain raiser for Andhra Pradesh Global Investor Summit 2023 organised in Delhi. In 2014, when Telangana was formed, Hyderabad became its capital while Andhra Pradesh declared Amravati as its new capital in 2015. In 2020, the state announced a three-capital plan but the move was later withdrawn, making Amravati the official capital. However, Amravati has been at the centre of a land scam allegation, 
with Reddy's YSRCP party demanding a probe against the former Chief Minister Chandrababu Naidu. The top court had earlier stayed the High Court direction to develop Amravati in six months' time. According to the Hindu, Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur has agreed to consider the government's review petition against the 2022 judgment that declared certain amendments in the Benami law unconstitutional and arbitrary. The amendments, which were introduced in 2016 and applied retrospectively, mandated a three-year prison sentence and the confiscation of any property involved in a Benami transaction by the government. During an oral mention, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta argued that the order applied to provisions in the Benami law that were not even under challenge and had widespread ramifications as lower courts were striking down cases based on the apex court's ruling. The judgment declared Sections 3, 2 and 5 of the 2016 Benami Transactions Amendment Act unconstitutional, which expanded the 1988 Benami Act from nine sections to 72. The court held that Section 3.2 violated Article 21 of the Constitution, which states that no person should be convicted of an offence not in force at the time of the commission of the Act. The court also ruled that Section 5, which allowed for the confiscation of property in Benami transactions, could not be applied retrospectively. The court observed the 2016 Act condemned not only traditional Benami transactions, but also a new class of fictitious and sham transactions and granted extensive powers to officials for discovery, inspection and enforcement. The court directed that all criminal prosecutions or confiscation proceedings for transactions entered into prior to 25th October 2016 must be quashed. Listeners, miles away from Joshimat, there are several villages along the Alaknanda which are yet to recover fully from the 2013 Uttarakhand floods. But now, another crisis is knocking on their doorsteps, with cracks in several houses. To know more, watch Hidesh Joshi's video report on Newslaundry.com. It is titled, In Villages Changed by Uttarakhand Floods, Joshimath Rekindles 2013 Fails. While the calamity in Joshimath is now all too visible, experts have long warned of the risks of building in a paraglacial zone. In our NL Sena series titled, The Hills Suffer, Joshimath and Beyond, we are trying to look at all aspects of the issue. Contribute to this project to help us tell the story. We have been able to bring you such extensive stories and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The number of dead rose to over 80 as rescue workers continue to search through the wreckage after a blast inside a mosque at the police headquarters in northwestern Pakistan. The blast, which took place during afternoon prayers on Monday, left more than 150 injured. Most of the victims were policemen who had gathered for prayers. The cause of the explosion is still under investigation, with the Pakistani Taliban denying responsibility. The security situation in Pakistan has been deteriorating, with the security forces including police officers becoming increasingly targeted by low-casualty assaults. The police headquarters in Peshawar is one of the most tightly controlled areas of the city, housing intelligence and counter-terrorism bureaus. After the blast, other provinces in the country were put on high alert, with extra security measures being deployed. The attack was condemned by leaders worldwide, including the UN Secretary-General and the US Secretary of State. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.